0: So, any uh, thoughts or questions or uh, anything he wants to share? Any apologies anybody wants to make for their meditation? God, I was meditating badly. Isn't it good nobody can get in there and see what's going on? That's what the inventory is all about. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, I'd, I'd
1: like to see. Some mm-hmm. Cool. Um, it was uh, <laughs> on my uh, on my way here. Um, you know, it's interesting. You had clinging on your handout here. Mm. Um, on my way here, I saw my ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. in passing.
0: Oh, just like yes. Oh, that's great.
1: And it brought how ex. A couple months. Huh. How long were uh, you together? Seven months. Not that oh, long. Okay.
0: Yeah. We don't feel that much sympathy for you.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's what I'm looking for, although, you know, <laughs> hidden <laughs> motives and all. I don't know. Um, but it's more of an observation mm-hmm. that, um, uh, you know, I was, it, it created the clinging, the desire, um, the longing, you know. And I'm sitting with it. And I realized that at the moment I saw her, that was valid. That was a valid emotion, okay. you know, that desire. Afterwards, it was all created by my mind. My mind created situations that put me in a position to have desire. Well, let's not
0: use valid because it's, it's, well, it's, this, okay. because it's such a, yeah, you know, okay. judgment. Okay. Well, but uh, I mean what what you're saying is like in that moment. It was stimulated just by it it was The emotion came about through the sense impression of seeing her and that was just there's a simplicity to that That you're powerless over that right and then the thought stuff is where it's what
1: recreates Yeah Um, And you know it's interesting because when I'm in the moment when I'm following the breath I'm happy
0: present moment, one. moment. Present moment, moment,
1: following, following the breath, I'm happy, but then the thought comes in and creates a situation which creates that feeling of desire. Yes. Um, So, that was just my observation. Yeah,
0: good observation. I mean, this is it. This is what it's all about. Um, And the the challenge is to how to work with that. You know, um, you know, should you just try to let go or suppress or turn? You know, or should you process it or go to therapy or call a sponsor or uh, you know sit with it. go play golf? That would be my recommendation, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, sit with it, just feel it. That's you know, the tough part, all of it? the above. I mean, yeah. it, it's this is really the dance. It's so uh, so challenging, and um, and there just doesn't seem to be an easy easy answer to that. I mean, I guess I sort of imagine that there's the the ideal meditator. Maybe we all have this thing, but you know, I, uh, there's the ideal meditator, and I know I'm not him or her, and so I imagine that there's this person who like sees that person and the feelings come up and they oh they let them come they feel them and they really allow it to move through them and and then they let it go and then later the thought comes up and they oh they observe it and they just let it go and then their mind comes back their breath and they get totally focused and there's this just kind of waves of bliss and wisdom and you know and and then that's since that's not who i am I'm thinking that that's how I should be, so besides feeling uncomfortable about the fact that there was this encounter, and then I'm thinking about it, then I add to it, and I shouldn't be feeling this, I shouldn't be thinking about it, because it's not valid to be thinking about it some more. It was valid to feel that then, but it's not valid to be thinking it now, I'm just creating it's my. my I'm creating my own problems, this is how I get into all this stuff, this is what's wrong with me, you know. Uh, you know, when am I going to get it together? Yeah. You yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to read your mind. I'm telling you how I'm telling you how I experience it. You know. I and mean, I'm sitting here, most of this sitting, trying to process this thing that happened when I walked in the door. You know, this this guy who emailed me a couple weeks ago asked me to blurb his book and i said no and then he wrote me again and then he wrote me again mm-hmm. and then he came to the door tonight and i was like i told you no you know and then i walked over here and what i felt was i'm really a bad person i'm really selfish and you know and he's going to hate me and probably the, you know <laughs> blog about me and you know people are going to boycott my events and i'm just su- i'm such an asshole and you know same thing it's just the store stuff you know one moment yeah it's like it just it's amazing what our minds do yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully they'll come up with the drug to fix it all. <laughs> you know. uh, I that. <laughs> yeah, I know and Osley died, so you yeah. know <laughs> yeah. well, thanks uh-huh, okay. Oh, you have a you have a good one. Thank you. I feel Thank like this is a tennis match, he, and she's hit it over to you. He's hit it over to you.
2: Love. Um,
0: love. Did you say
2: love? Oh, uh. well, tennis, right? Oh, right. right. <laughs> um, I couldn't meditate at all. Zero. What do you call meditating? Um, getting out of. Um, my thoughts and just being one with the moment.
0: Well, then just say, I couldn't get out of my thoughts and be one with the moment.
2: Okay, exactly. And what my thoughts are consumed with, whether, and it's neither, in my opinion, neither a desire nor an aversion, is the Japan situation. Mm
1: -hmm. It's
2: consumed, and that's neither a desire nor an aversion. I don't know what that is. But my mind is consumed, and I can't um, get out of those thoughts and it's what's just the, like a what's real, the
0: nature of the thoughts
2: um, just everything one after the other I mean everything, just everything I mean what's happening, what could happen, what is happening, what may happen, what is happening it's like. Imagining uh, what it's like over there, uh, the weather, the freezing, the no food, the Mm. water, the... I mean, I just... There's there's a billion and one things to think about concerning this whole event. And my mind won't even stop to meditate.
0: I think that's a meditation.
2: I don't like it.
0: Well, sorry. (laughs) But I mean, meditation isn't always pleasant. That's another one of those kind of ideas that we get. Oh, meditation, you know, it's supposed to be this. I mean, to me, I sit down, I close my eyes, whatever happens, that's meditation. You know, I don't get to define it or control it. And that's obviously really affecting you and touching you and, and... that so that's what your heart needs right now your mind needs to process right now maybe you know maybe there's a way to work with it you know maybe you can uh, look at it i mean i would certainly try to i not to not that you shouldn't be doing that but it's always helpful to look at is there's what's my part in this kind of you know in terms of uh, I mean, what I'm, the one thing I would pick out that I think many of us share is fear. Because, you know, um, I was on the golf course that day, and I said to the guy I was playing with, this would be a good place to be in an earthquake. You know, because, yeah, I mean, we all, we're all thinking we live in an earthquake zone. If a 8.9 earthquake hit here, would we survive? You know, so, so naturally there's fear, there's compassion... You know, our hearts go out. So there's, you know, there's a a whole array of things. And to see that those things are within you is just to see your humanness and to um, maybe have some way of holding it or processing it. You know, you might formalize compassion practice around it, for one thing. You know, start to actually, as the images come up, you know, just say the words, may you be free from suffering or, or any words that come up to you spontaneously and let, it, let the thoughts move down into your heart so that you're allowing yourself to just be with the feeling and then, you know, bring, evoke that kind of feeling of compassion around it and then it becomes very clearly a meditation and a prayer, you know, um, and also to allow yourself to feel Whatever emotions, if there are, are fears, are uh, around around it for your for yourself. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I I mean, so much comes up for me. The first I get very uh, into the polit into politics. I just start to think about how um, I because one of the things I think I'm thinking about a lot right now is is how money is, how wealth is distributed in our country and that that we aren't taking care of the infrastructure of our country and we aren't taking care of ourselves. That The Times had an article about that there are 4,400 uh, dams in this country that are threatened, you know, and it's like there's plenty of money to do it and there's only one reason why that's not there, it's because of greed. and. So there's so much that can come, come up around this stuff. And we can't, if we separate that and say, oh, that's not meditation and that's not spiritual, then we're, we're trying to make our spiritual life into some pristine, pure thing separate from everything else. And, and I think we really lose a lot that way. I, I want, for me, my spiritual life is tied in with my politics and tied in with my relationships and obviously tied in with you know my my addiction and all of that it's all one thing and the more it's integrated the more sane i am and the more healthy i am and the more my life works because there aren't shadows there aren't things that i'm i'm you know pushing aside or or eliminating from the whole which is all spiritual in my in my terms, you know.
2: I have a suggestion for you, and that would be doing Tong Lim meditation in that kind of a situation.
0: Why do you want her to do that?
2: I just have a suze- suggestion. Okay. Well, why nothing. do you
0: want to make her that suggestion?
2: I'm not, well, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm doing, only doing this
2: as yeah. a. Well, because I I find that it's a good way of dealing with emotions that are overwhelming.
0: Have you ever done that practice? It's a Tibetan practice. And it's sort of counterintuitive, because it's um, typically people will talk about um, breathing out the negative and breathing in the positive. And with Tonglen, you're doing just the opposite. You're breathing in other people's suffering. And breathing out love or compassion to them, and the idea of being, of really having a, a bodhisattva vow. That vow, the the bodhisattva vow says, "I vow ultimately not to to free all beings from suffering. To not to to um, uh, with, withhold my own enlightenment until all beings are enlightened." It's of course a it's a um, it's a metaphor, you know, it's not a, uh, um, well, that's a metaphor, I'll say. I, I see it as a metaphor for just, uh, just showing how much compassion someone can have. But, uh, but I think you have to be careful with Tang Lin too. Because I, I, it's, if you are in a negative place, if you're in a lot of pain, you know about something, and you know it can it's not uh, and that's you know I think you have to be really i wouldn't just kind of be like, oh, just do that, you know what I mean I think it sh- I think it should be you should be guided with it um, because it's um, it, the idea of i'm going to really take on all this negative energy, whether it's real or not, whether you're actually taking on or not, psychically you can uh, you know, or psychologically, you can get caught up in it, and then, mm-hmm. um, I mean, very powerful practice, obviously. But it's um, you know, I haven't, I haven't I haven't done it in any authentic way. So, and I and I only said that just uh, really, I didn't mean to be you know hard on you by challenging you, but but just I don't know. I guess it's partly because of my mood. I'm being a little feisty <laughs> uh, that. That uh, um, I just want to want us to be aware of why you know if we're when someone's suffering there can be this need to like want to jump in and take care of them rather than just allow them to have their thing. So that's that was just kind of like more playing with that than anything. So I I actually appreciate you saying it. Okay.
2: And, and Pema Children has some good um, tapes on doing
0: that, and it's available in the library. The library. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, what's the uh, the book, the, the Tibetan book of living and dying? Isn't that the one where it's really explained the most? What's his name? Sogyal. Sogyal Rinpoche, right? S O G Y A L. He has a great book on that. Yeah.
1: Yes. Right here. Hi, Kevin. Hey. Um, I was just wondering since you had this event that happened this evening mm-hmm. and it might have been upsetting, how was your meditation for you? Was it easy for you to settle down? Uh, Uh You know, I'm just interested because we do have this idea that, oh, you know, I've been meditating for years and uh, just what you said a few minutes ago, you know, we can just let the thought go and everything's fine, but I don't find that true.
0: (laughs) No, and and certainly part of my project as a teacher is to um, dispel people's illusions about the idea that it that because somebody 's sitting up here that they their meditation is you know better than yours, right, deeper more whatever uh, again, there may be teachers i 'm sure, in fact, I know there are people who are better meditators than me I mean and what I mean by better that they have more control of the realm of their mind i I don 't have much control of the realm of my mind, and mm-hmm. I, I attribute that to uh, you know my own neurosis basically and my my alcoholism you know I work at it but mm-hmm. anyway um, how it was tonight um, I first of all I just felt like is there somebody who would like to substitute for me teaching tonight you know, <laughs> uh, you know I felt like how the hell am I supposed to teach this you know um, and um, and, you know, when I get into the guided meditation, it allows me to to re- really get myself into my practice. Because when I'm speaking the instructions, I follow them. I, I know, again, I think some teachers just tell people how to meditate. They'll just give instructions without doing it, which I think could be fine. I think... It's, it, I, I'm not... Not gonna, I don't know what's better or, or, you know, things are what they are in that regard. When I teach, I try to do what I'm saying. And I, I, and as I'm sitting and I, and I say something and then I watch what comes up for me next. And I go, oh, I think I'm going to add that now. And oh, yeah, and this. So I follow this kind of track of my own mind and my own experience. And so it helps me to give guided meditation. Once I stopped the guided meditation, my mind went back to obsessing on that and um, being angry, writing emails, uh, apologizing, feeling guilty, being annoyed, you know, just, yeah, the whole thing. And then I realized, there's no clock in front of me. (laughs) Oh, and I didn't notice what time we started meditating. (laughs) And then I realized, oh, the clock's over there. So I was sort of glancing at it. I was like, well, I estimated when we started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was like... But, but yeah, and then I, I, will, I will say then that what I did was pretty much the... That's not a clock? Yeah, it was over there. I moved wow. it. So sorry. <laughs> I, uh, but what I did was I kept trying to stay in my body. This the what uh, the like the instructions I gave, just staying with the energy in my body, and that's what I do often in my meditation. I rarely just pay attention to my breath. Usually, I kind of have just the way I described it. I kind of have an, a, a global awareness of my breath or a broad awareness of my breath, but then kind of a feeling of this whole energetic system. Because the, the, if I pay attention to the energetic system, it gives me feedback about when I'm clinging, basically, <laughs> you know, clinging either to resentment or desire. You know? and, and so I was getting this feedback of just like feeling the energy. And when I get that feedback, then I can just kind of sit with it rather than thinking about it. And the more I can just drop into the energetic quality of my body. It's hard for me to describe that exactly what that process is. And I keep trying to describe it when I give guided meditation and, and I never get any feedback about whether it's getting through or not. Uh, whether it makes sense or people are going, uh, oh, is that like a new age thing he's talking about? Or if it's if people are really understanding it. But that's mostly what I was doing then, was just then being with the energy. and Which is kind of like, oh, blah, 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 this sucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> kind of.
0: Yeah.
2: Last week uh, we did. I think you called a concentration um, yeah. meditation. Um, Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've noticed in the brochure that there's. It seems like there's advanced meditation called concentration.
0: You're you're talking about
2: in in the Spirit Rock. Oh yeah. Um, and I mean. I don't know. Maybe that's inaccurate. Um, But
0: take that as a how.
2: How is that? um, What do you get out of that?
0: Out of concentration. Yeah,
2: yeah. uh, I mean, I, I, I liked it. Um, But vipassana.
0: So I'm confused. Yeah, uh, uh, as well you might be. Well, concentration is always part of meditation. It's, it's not that you can do meditation without there being some element of concentration in it. Um, when people are agitated or restless or, or, they, or when they say, that was a bad meditation or I, you know, I wasn't meditating, usually what they're talking about is they weren't concentrated. There wasn't enough concentration to sustain the attention on the breath or to sustain the attention on anything. Um, Vipassana meditation attempts to create um, a a, a dual dual track of mindfulness and concentration simultaneously, to develop those two simultaneously. Um, It is possible to be mindful for a moment. uh, uh, Well, I'll say this. Joseph Goldstein says, a moment of mindfulness is a moment of concentration. So, you know, actually splitting them apart and saying, this is mindfulness and this is concentration is kind of like what we do with our minds, but it's not really accurate in terms of reality, what's actually going on. What you get out of concentration is more quiet, more spaciousness. That is to say, when I, in this context, I mean less noise, so more space between thoughts, a little more time between thoughts. You get um, a physical sense of calm, to, and there are levels of calm and peace and concentration that can go deep, deep deeper and deepest. Um, uh, there can be states of bliss. This is where the concentration gets very deep and powerful. Um, there can be uh, altered states. All kinds of stuff can come. I experience
2: that. Many
0: people do. Yeah. And and actually uh, harnessing that is part of the pra- process of really um, deepening your meditation. Um so uh, so it's really in, it, concentration is incredibly valuable and incredibly precious and also very difficult to create and sustain it's much easier to feel your breath for you know feel one breath than it is to feel 50 continuous breaths you know that's obvious and it's that it's that sustaining that we that the concentration really is about in terms of Vipassana practice. Um, it, it Concentration depends on a few factors. Stillness, silence, and time are the main aspects. The, it can develop without those, but that's really Those are the key things. So if you can sit still in a quiet place for a long time, concentration will develop no matter whether you have a talent for it or not. Some people have more of a talent for it. This is why retreats get longer and longer when people get more and more serious about practice. This is one of the reasons, not the only one. But um, Sitting for 20 minutes as opposed to sitting for twenty days, the huge difference is that your concentration just gets much, much deeper after, particularly after a few days on a retreat, and after, and there are kind of stages. After two weeks, there tends to be kind of another boom, you know, deepening, um, and you know, after a month or two months, I haven't gone beyond three months, so, but people go on six month retreats, you know, year long retreats. And uh, so it's, it's all part of that kind of um, scheme. So we should take a break so that we can have a little talk about Steps 4 and 5, so thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit DharmaSeed.com